Miracy. I'm Stephen Morris, and you're listening to Making It. I run a business called Matter Consulting. I'm a global expert at building unignorable brands and integrated cultures, and ultimately helping people build beautiful businesses. The journey to become the person that I am, not just as a human being, but also as an entrepreneur, was fairly circuitous when I was really young. You know, you really couldn't find me without a pen and paper or pencil and paper. And I was sketching and drawing and bringing things to life that mostly came from my imagination. But as any young artist does, they're also they're sketching and drawing the world around them. I started working pretty young. Like my first job, I was eight years old and I had a newspaper route and I would deliver the morning news to two different neighborhoods. Me and my brothers would do that. And, you know, we were part of people's everyday ritual. And I saw the effect of what these morning rituals were all about and how you delivered the window to the world. Back then, it was only through newspapers or television or radio and how important that was to their life. And then when it was time to leave home, I was so ready to leave home and go to graduate school or undergraduate school. I studied with a fine arts master who was a protege of Mark Rothko, and I got a BFA from that particular school in Boston. But in also that school, I studied psychology, philosophy, and sociology. So the fusion of those two things together, I think was really important in helping me cultivate an understanding of not just you know, this window to the world, how do we express ourselves, but also how do we tell stories that matter to people and anchor into meaning in their everyday life. And then I ended up getting a free ride to a graduate program at Temple University Tyler School of Art in Philadelphia, where I got a master's in design. I was pretty young when I got out of graduate school. I think I was 24 when I got out of graduate school. And, you know, when you first start working in the industry, in the agency world, you start out the lowest rung of the totem pole, so to speak. And I climbed the ranks pretty quickly because I had the ability to sit or stand in a room and not just present ideas, but also ask the questions of why are we doing this from a strategic standpoint? And not a lot of designers did that back then. And because I had that ability to not only ask those questions, but ask those questions in high stakes situations with you know clients that were fairly big, Coca-Cola, IBM, History Channel, Discovery Channel, that I was very comfortable talking with business leaders in those rooms. They, they raised me very quickly to a creative director at one of the agencies that I worked for. And it gave me a lot of experience to not just be able to do design work, but also to think about the strategic impact behind that design work and what it actually meant for the businesses and the business leaders that I was working with. And by that, I mean on the client side as well as the agency side. I was pretty young, as I mentioned, uh, working in D.C. and in the agency world, you tend to work a lot of hours. And I was working six and a half days a week, you know, putting in like 80 hour work weeks. And by the time I was 27, 28 years old, maybe 29, I was getting burned out pretty quick. And my wife and I had just gotten married and I saw the writing on the wall. I thought, well, if this relationship is going to last over time, which Thank goodness it has. We're still married, happily married, uh, 29 years married together and 32 together in our relationship. I knew that I would have to change some things. And that meant cutting back on the hours that I was going to work and really changing my lifestyle. So we had made the decision to leave D.C., Washington, D.C., 
and to come out here to San Diego, which is where I'm at right now, and to kind of start a new life. And then I started to share my portfolio and talk to some people here in San Diego about some of the work that I do. And one thing led to another and I realized, oh, I have enough work to actually sustain not just myself, but other people. I think it actually took me a lot of years to realize I made it. In order for me to make it as a business or the business to make it, quite frankly, I really had to improve my skill set, not just around all the things that I knew as a practitioner, all the design skills, the writing skills, the building the business strategy for the brands that I was working on, but also learn how to build a team, learn how to build systems and processes. And once I had put that learning into effect into my business, all of a sudden I realized I had a very sophisticated organization. And I realized I made it when the organizations that I was working with began to refer me to bigger and better organizations. And a lot of Fortune 500 companies that I was working with were referring me on to other Fortune 500 companies. And I didn't have to chase the work. I didn't have to constantly market or constantly be in business development mode that we had enough work from the referral systems that we were building and the strong systems and processes within the organization that we had pretty much made it at that point. And then it was just throwing gasoline on the fire and pedal to the metal and growth. I think making it for me is more of a journey and it's more of a holistic sense of success. Uh, I don't put the metrics of business success into just financial categories. I think making it uh, as a business owner means you have a strong work-life integration. You have a sense of sanity in terms of the way you approach the work that you do. You have a strong culture. You have a very powerful business position in which you've carved out as a business owner or business leader. I think making it also means you're surrounded by people who not only help you think more creatively, more broadly, and more effectively, but they also help you be better as a human being. I think, you know, making it as a business leader, you know, one of the mindsets that I have is that first and foremost, no business will ever out evolve where the leaders are within the organization. And so because of that truth, typically what needs to happen within organizations is that the leaders need to evolve and Typically, that evolution needs to happen outside of the business walls as much as inside. So better humans make better business leaders. And so the more we can cultivate deep meaning within our own life and understand what our own personal drivers are and infuse that into the, our world of business. And when you have those things lockstep together, I think you've made it. I think you've made something extraordinary for your own life in your own terms. I think when an individual really understands what their own personal drivers are, what motivates them, what their big why is in life, and when they can infuse that into their business world, or frankly, into everything that they're doing, then you can have this greater sense of wholeness in life. And when you realize that deep sense of wholeness, then all of a sudden you look at your life and it's firing on all cylinders. You feel spiritually enlivened. You feel relationally enlivened. And most of the work that I did outside of my business world practices, having to do with my, you know, 
my longstanding love relationship with my wife, my great relationship with my kids, my spiritual practice, the work that I've done on my own evolution from a psychology standpoint, uh, you know, which is working with counselors and things like that. Even things like staying physically fit, you know, running triathlons, surfing as much as I possibly can, trail running in the canyons near my home. Keeping all of those things healthy and alive are utterly important to, I think, making it from a holistic sense of living. And sometimes it requires putting down the armor of our own identity, especially as a CEO, because we know that the world is looking at us and saying, okay, you're a business leader and you need to be upheld to certain standards. And allowing yourself to put that down and be vulnerable and be seen first and foremost as a human being, and then secondarily as a business leader, I think when you allow yourself that, then you become a much greater uh, leader and I think a, a much better human being. I'm Stephen Morris, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at matterco.co, and I'll spell that M-A-T-T-E-R-C-O dot C-O, or the-beautiful-business.com. Making It is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermant and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. So you catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.